Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt, and today we discuss how to make your home, cell phone, and any inanimate object resonate at a 500 or higher energy field, according to Dr. David R. Hawkins' Map of Consciousness, students and engineers, Clayton Stedman and Jeffrey Stegman. These two gentlemen found a way to create technology that sends the higher levels of consciousness to clients all over the world, which benefit every sentient being within a 300 feet radius. So with that, Clayton and Jeffrey, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Thank you. Thank you, Vaughn. Yeah, um, this is going to be a fun one. But um, you guys have this very uh, wonderful little, wonderful tradition that you guys do before you start any um, any of these interviews, in which is to kind of set up a, a prayer with some positive intentions and blessings for the audience yeah. that listens to it. So I'm going to give you the platform and and go ahead and begin. One of the things we typically do is we. Uh, we say a little prayer before meetings in FLFE and we find uh, that when we have a little moment of silence or say a few, a few uh, invocations and express our gratitude that our meetings go well. And we started this with web uh, webinars and, and podcasts. So we'll just share that with you. And so I'll go first and then I'll invite Vaughn to uh, go second and then Jeff can wrap it up if uh, that works for everybody. So recognize your presence, Lord. And as I do this, I increase my conscious contact with you. While this is occurring, I ask Archangel Michael to create a protocol of protection around myself, Vaughn and Jeff, and all of you who are listening now or anytime in the future so that we are aware of our own thoughts and can stay present with each other and the message that will be shared during this podcast. I ask that a protocol protection is, uh, is invoked now. I ask that all beings that see this now and in the future are blessed and that they are left in better shape and they're supported in some way from sharing this time with us. 
And I'll pass it on to you, Vaughn. I'm just going to ask that all who listen to the material um, gains higher levels of consciousness and manifest the most enjoyable life to live right now. And I'll just finish by expressing gratitude for all the support we receive in our lives beginning with Mother Earth and this safe and perfect container for our evolution in consciousness and to all the beings seen and unseen who support us in all ways. We ask for support for all the listeners as well as ourselves on this podcast now and in the future that all are supported in their lives as we've asked and receive energy uh, for their personal benefit during this podcast. And so it is. And so it is. So it is. That was beautiful, guys. Thank you for sharing that with, mm -hmm. with me and with the audience. I love a little bit of good intentions before we set off to do anything. And as we know, with this field of work, it's all about the intentions that set forth the next best experience that you manifest mm. for yourself. So before we get into the fascinating work, can you please tell us how you even got here in the first place? So this is unusual, um, not the standard um, corporate type of job that you go into. So how did you guys get into this work? Let's start with, um, who wants to go first, Jeffrey or you know, this is what I find very fascinating. Well, you guys could be like brothers because your last names are almost identical. <laughs> yes. How does that happen in the universe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, we, Khalid and I got to know each other um, through Dr. Hawkins' work. And Clayton had developed uh, a, um, an assessment tool for people to develop their consciousness. Um, by using kinesiology to measure on Dr. David Hawkins' map of consciousness in various areas of our consciousness. And I found it extremely helpful and I really got to uh, appreciate the kinesiology, the, the, the promise and, and the delivery of, of the benefits of that and, um, and the benefits of rising in consciousness in different areas and how that, that really increases um, you know, the, the, my life, you know, the, uh, the quality of my life in, in different areas and, and really seeing the difference. So we, we discovered, uh, Clayton had discovered a technology. Um, I'll let him tell more about that, but he brought me in to, to, to see the inventor and to experience it. And we were off on a journey of, um, of service projects around the world, but I'll, I'll pass it to you, Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff and I met through a mutual friend who introduced us. Um, you know, Jeff has a probably an unconventional corporate background, Vaughn, in that he was focusing, uh, at least from what I've seen, on creating a high consciousness culture in his companies. And when I went down to visit Jeff once, we, uh, as we were walking around, I was he was saying, "Oh, this is Fred. He's been here 32 years. And this is John. He's been here 37 years." You know, and it was like. I don't know what the average was for that company, but it was like, I didn't, 
I don't think I met anybody that wasn't there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It could have just been the day, but that's just a reflection of the, the commitment to create the, the, you know, an optimal environment for people to work in. They, they, they feel respected and they, you know, they're compensated well and they stay around. So that was, um, that's part of our shared interest was in, in consciousness in different ways. Jeff, Jeff's the one with the more of the engineering background. I think he supervises engineers in his business businesses. Mm-hmm. And so he has that engineering mindset. Mine's more of a kinesiology background. I've done a lot of research into kinesiology and studied under multiple people. And Dr. David Hawkins process is my, is my go-to one. It's my favorite of all the ones my I've favorite. studied. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a theta healing out there. There's psych K there's lots of different modalities that use kinesiology. Of course, nutritionists use kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Chiropractors mm-hmm. use kinesiology. It's yep. becoming more and more of a respected profession as it, as it evolves. Right. Right. And just for, for those out there who are going, what is kinesiology? I just call it muscle testing, but can you define kinesiology for people who are new to the concept? Yeah. Muscle testing, or uh, it's called muscle testing. It's called kinesiology. The specialty in measuring consciousness is sometimes called consciousness kinesiology. So the basic principle of kinesiology is that the body is connected directly to divinity. Mm -hmm. It's connected directly to the universe. And it has the potential to bypass the mind. And if you use kinesiology properly, um, which is basically positive thoughts or positive influences make the body go strong Mm -hmm. and negative thoughts or other negative influences make the body go weak. And you can can scale that. It's just that simple. Dr. Hawkins was really the one that recognized it was a non-local phenomena. So that means Vaughn, if you were testing a supplement for me, in your area, you can actually test that for me because it works remotely. You can test anything in the universe. And, you know, it's not just if we were together, it works across the time and and space. Right, right. And um, just, I'm going to put some aids here because um, I I have, I have Dr. Hawkins (laughs) and four leaf clovers. (laughs) Uh, It's on, um, on my bookshelf. But just for people just who are going, can you explain that further, Vaughn? And I'm just going to give some basic background really quickly. Um, so it's muscle testing, people. That's basically it. And the thing of muscle testing is that uh, it's been proven through muscle testing or kinesiology is a professional term, that everyone is interconnected to each other. And through everyone resides the same um, consciousness, which is what people call God, the Lord, divinity, source, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's the same energy that flows through everyone. Everyone is connected. And so we're all just playing parts in a whole. And it's, it's consciousness looking through itself and learning and experiencing itself and its own growth and expansion through different perspectives and different lens, but it's one big whole. And that's what the kinesiology has found is that everyone's interconnected. Now, the thing with, with doing kinesiology testing is that the participants, in order to get it accurately, according to Dr. Hawkins, the participants have to have integrity. So they must be inter- interested in truth. They are not in need to be right, um, because that would fault it. Um, They must be neutral to the question if they're biased to the question or they have a preferable outcome, like if they're really stuck in a certain polarity or a certain side of the argument, like I really want the right to be right, or I really want the left to be right, or I really want, you know, this argument to be right, whatever. If you're stuck in some 
some side of the argument that you're asking the question about, you're not qualified to ask the question because you're not going to get an accurate result. And he was very, very clear about this. So you must be neutral and have no agenda. And then also appointed Dr. Hawkins to get an accurate um, outcome. No atheist. You actually must believe in source and consciousness in order to get an answer. Because if you don't have belief in it, it can't answer you. Because otherwise, for you, it doesn't exist. So that's what, that's what he says. And he also says that the participants must already calibrate at 200 or above um, level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. So everybody who's, and he said at the time that there was maybe like, this is when he was alive, maybe like 20% of the world that, or 15 to 20% of the world that is at 200% or more. So most of humanity is not going to get an accurate result with kinesiology because they don't calibrate at 200 above. That's Dr. Hawkins when he was alive. Now, I'm not sure if that has changed or not, if those numbers have gone up. So we're going to kind of dive into that. Oh, and the other thing also is for people who want to try this and they want to go, I don't know if it's working or not working. You cannot have anything negative around you, such as TV, radio, or even negative books, mm -hmm. because those also have an energy that can um, affect the um, efficacy of the kinesiology results. So um, those are the parameters for it, for those who are going, let me see if this is actually accurate, true, or you know, how much of this is um, this game. But, uh, and that's why, like you say, chiropractors, nutritionists, and some other professionals use kinesiology as a benchmark for checking to make sure, like, according to the field, is this yes, right, or no, false. So um, those are the basic backgrounds for people who are not familiar with what kinesiology is and how does it tell us true versus falsehood, according to Dr. Hawkins. And then we compare it to the map of consciousness, which is what he created. Um, it goes from zero to a thousand and a thousand, according to Dr. Hawkins, and he's a ment mental health doctor in his lifetime and was um, in ahead of a very prominent mental health hospital in New York um, during his practicing years. So, and you guys can look it up. He's got plenty of credentials. So it's, it's the stuff that he's talking about is not um, loony. He's a mental health doctor. So he kind of knows what he's talking about. But anyways, um, the funny thing that I picked up from you, Clayton, is and from Jeff, is that you guys are talking about the employees and Jeff, you were working with like um, trying to get high caliber um, work culture. I know that Dr. Hawkins said that when he was starting to um, fill out his or uh, pick up hires for his hospital when he was in charge of the mental health hospital during his medical years, he started to um, make a kind of a standard that he would not hire anybody for his hospital that was less than 200. If you're mm -hmm. under 200, I don't care if you had all your credentials from as a nurse, as a, you know, whatever. Um, he wouldn't hire you. So that was the benchmark. And I'm not sure if you guys do that. I don't think a lot of, of, of companies do that where they won't hire somebody <laughs> under 200 because that's a long um, search for, to get a lot of people to fill a company um, employee or a company staff of just 200. But that was what Dr. Hawkins did. And that's what he says was why he had such a, um, a prominent mental health hospital and that the people that came to his hospital many of them um, had positive experiences for their medical afflictions that they came to the hospital for because he attributed to the
the quality of 200 or higher people that he employed in his hospital. So I'm just giving people some background about Dr. Hawkins because you're not going to get a lot of that from different podcasters and different people. So um, we actually have a little higher standard than 200 in our hiring. <laughs> oh, do you really? Ooh, what is yours? You can talk about it, Clayton. Well, we actually test about 32 different characteristics of people before we interview them. Ooh. And uh, what we're looking for is to have people that are over 500, ideally. And do you guys find um, a good number of 500 plus people? We're learning to find new and creative ways to attract the right people. And how do you do that? Because, uh, you know, well, you put your companies. You put ads in it. We're, we have 30 people. We're not a huge staff yet, so it's not as hard. So we have, uh, we have you know, put ads in the paper like everybody else. And then our staff members are quite high. So we ask them to talk to their friends to see if they want to work for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just have to sometimes go through a lot of candidates. Yeah. 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 I mean, birds of a feather <laughs> flock <laughs> together, you know, like attracts like. It's very, very common. Uh, it's just the way energy flows. Um, you know, high energy typically uh, migrate towards each other, and then low energy can't keep up, and they, you know, migrate to each other. So this it's just it's it's just it happens in in the in the natural world where different energy of different um, species like, or packs it kind of slowly meander towards each other, and then they create their own little subcultures. So mm-hmm. that's really that's really fascinating. Um, what are some of the characteristics that, that you typically look for? What's it? The, let's give me the top five that you look for for five hundred plus. Wow, this was this is pretty pretty vulnerable, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> She's a hard interviewer. Um, well, people know that we test them. It's part of our agreement when they come into the company because we all are trying to help each other. So it's not from a place of looking for what's wrong. It's a place of looking for your area of excellence. So that's the context, really. Uh, we check emotional age. Emotional age is really important, Vaughn. In fact, um, the average emotional age of the average North American who's over 40 is uh, about 14, 15. Yeah, survival. Yeah. <laughs> survival. Yeah. So wow. we, check, uh, we check LOC. We check level of functioning. So the level of functioning is, so the LO, level of consciousness or LOC is kind of like being, and level of functioning is like doing. So some people, you know, if you're in if you're in a work environment, you need to be able to function and get things done. And some people are quite high in their consciousness mm-hmm. that they're they're not they don't function that well for some reason. Um, the uh, emotional age is really um, really critical. And then we check the level of appropriateness. We have a job description. And we measure on a scale parallel to the Hawkins and map of consciousness, how appropriate that person would be for that role based upon their skills and the requirements mm-hmm. of the job. So those are, um, yeah. And then we check them in different roles, like, okay, how they are, how would they be as a customer service person? How would they be as a free trial caller? How would they be a reception? How would they be, you know, in all the different roles in the company that we have. Mm-hmm. And then, so those are were the top five. And it's in the, yeah, in the context of, you know, high consciousness business environment. In this case, FLFE, it's, you know, to have a loving environment. So above 500 is, you know, the level of love. So it's really a loving environment for people to work in, to, you know, have interactions with their, mm-hmm. their colleagues. 
and and really importantly interactions with customers because we have you know um i think we have like 60 hours of 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 um reception where people can call in mm. uh, FLFE people on a free trial or customers can call in and talk to someone. And so having that loving uh, person on the other end is really important uh, to, to either hold space for them, for what's, you know, for their evolution, what's happening for them in the high consciousness field or, or, you know, fix things, you know, like uh, changing addresses and things like that. So. Right. Right. Well, that's, that, that's amazing. Cause I, I've not heard of very many, um, companies that use um, level of consciousness scales and kinesiology just to see if the candidates that are applying are of caliber. And um, do you guys do that with the podcasters that we quest interviews to? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is where we, I think this is where loose lips sing ships, Jeff. I think we need to just be quiet. On this one. <laughs> <the next> question. <laughs> all, all of my guests are very, very high, um, high field. So um, yes, birds yeah. of a feather. So, so what is FLFE's technology and how does it create a healthy energy field for people? Can you, can you kind of go over how does it do it? Mm-hmm. Sure, I could start and pass it to Clayton. Yeah, so FLFE is a consciousness technology. And we believe that technologies like this are starting to, to show up on the planet mm -hmm. to really assist us to evolve. So our really our basis is creating or activating a space that is really optimal for evolution. And um, we can talk later about our Buddhist friend and his experience of meditations in the FLFE field, the mm -hmm. FLFE environment. So the way it works is in effect, it's very similar to human consciousness and activating a field, you know, for, for instance, in Reiki or the use of mantras uh, mm -hmm. to create a meditative space, uh, the activating if that activates a field. And, um, and it's similar to say the field that might be in a you know, Buddhist temple or a stupa, uh, where a place where there's been prayer and meditative and the pursuit of the evolution of consciousness, you know, maybe for centuries. So that there is a machine or a device that it's a central system, the FLFE system. Mm -hmm. There's no device that goes to, to the customer's house. It's all done remotely. So we're with the, the FLP system activates a very high consciousness field, uh, a quantum space, a quantum resonance. And what we discovered through the inventors that, that, that Clayton came to know is that with a unique identifier, like an address or coordinates or a cell phone, as you, as you mentioned, an object that you have a mm -hmm. photograph of, that you can create a quantum association between the FLFE system field and the, the remote place you know, or object or you know, thing. And that is an instant activation of a field much in the way the human system activates a field. Like if you think of someone and you send them prayers or you send them loving thoughts that, that you're activating the field and they might think of you you know, like right before mm -hmm. you call them, right? So that we, we experience in that all the time and that's really how it works. But well, let me ask, mm -hmm. let me ask you something. So I understand the concept of um, sending a signal from your machine 
that is of a certain frequency or a certain energy field level and setting it to a longitude and latitude in terms of location. But how is it that if I give you a picture of a, like, a, like a wedding ring, for instance, how does that translate through the picture? I'll let you pick that up, Clayton. Sure. It's based upon the principle of unique identifier. So if you take a clear enough picture of the wedding ring, so we typically ask, well, we ask people to take a picture of the object, if it's going to be an object. And that's mm -hmm. what you referred to with the 300 foot bubble earlier, Vaughn. Mm -hmm. Properties, the, the, uh, the service goes to the edge of the property line, but on a, on a mobile object, it's 300 feet. So if you take a picture uh, with a white background, the object's on a white background, and if the resolution is high enough, all the unique scratches in that object, there's only one ring like that in the world. Even if you take it from, from a factory and you're, and you're making a million rings, everyone is going to be slightly different. Mm. And so the way that this technology works, it is able to identify any unique, um, anything unique. So if an address is really self-evident. There's only one address in the world like yours, only one cell phone number. Mm. But with an object, it is the uniqueness of that object. It, it is able to identify that in, in all of existence, which is mm -hmm. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and it's similar to doing Reiki or where you, you need an identifier for the person mm -hmm. or even in like a prayer circle, like if, you know, praying for someone that's in the hospital, you need to know a name and some kind of identifier for them. And same, so if you're thinking of someone like prior to calling them, you're kind of thinking their, of their essence in your mind, you know. Uh, you're kind of identifying them in your mind. And that's um, that quantum association occurs from that unique identifier, as Clayton said, and that's how our system works. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, so, you know, um, like I subscribed to, to the service for a couple of months before this interview, just to kind of test it out and see how it works. And, um, you know, I've been told by some people who used to use the service that it started making them feel ill or sick or they had negative things in their life started to crop up. Whereas like mm -hmm. I started it in my family, we didn't feel anything different. We felt okay already. So why, what's the difference? Why do some people have a not positive reaction to the new energy field and others have a reaction and then others it doesn't seem to make any difference at all. Mm -hmm. Can you explain those three groups of people in terms of mm -hmm. responses? Yeah, and it's, we have a very small number that have, you could say, you could call it a reaction. Um, so if you think about it, the, you're activating a field. It's like mm -hmm. if you went to say a temple or you went to a healing place like pilgrimage healing spot where people go to, to heal. Mm -hmm. So as you move into that field, that high consciousness field, things start to happen. So the body now has more resources than it had before. Mm -hmm. So what we're measure, measuring, we measure the level of consciousness of the field um, and the property, it's 560 or higher on the Hawkins map. So in that environment that is much higher than almost any environment that you would normally be in, there's just more energy available, more life force energy available to the body. So in some cases, the body will take that energy and start doing healing. And so there can be some healing, you could call it a healing crisis or 
when things are moving quickly and healing, uh, hydration is really important to carry away the waste mm -hmm. products of the rebuilding or the healing that's happening. So that's, you know, it's what they call a healing crisis when there's things happening and there's maybe more waste products in the body than you're used to, used to, used to having. Um, but the other thing that seems to occur in our um, evolution in these high fields is things come up for healing. Mm, mm. So like, for example, if somebody were to subscribe, subscribe, and let's say they fall in the bucket of customers who are saying it, I started feeling kind of really sick um, all of, you know, throughout the subscription period, or I started having a lot of problems come up in my life. So is the energy field like bringing up the negative energy for you to work on and transmit and live and learn from so that you can start being in a higher resonance and a healthier field? Is that what's happening for those people? Well, when you, uh, first of all, most people don't follow the directions and stay hydrated. It's, it's difficult to stay hydrated. 80% mm. of the population is probably chronically dehydrated. It's just that mm. we get used to living like that. Um, we do request that people drink uh, on average, like uh, half their body weight in ounces of water as a maintenance mm. on FLFE. And that's generally what most doctors will tell you. Um, when you're the first week on the service, especially the first three days, you want to go to two thirds, Jeff, that's mm -hmm. about the recommendation of your body weight and water. So if you're not doing that, w the technology will adjust to a degree mm -hmm. to help you. But if you, if you don't hydrate, you could have a difficult time with it. So there's an obligation for us to only have the service on places where at least somebody knows that they need to hydrate a little bit extra because of the higher level of energy. So with a higher level of energy, the consciousness of a person will go up. So if you go to a pilgrimage site, mm -hmm. the, the, the relief that people feel and the peace that people feel is their consciousness going up. And mm -hmm. in the process of your consciousness going up, things come up for healing, right? Mm -hmm. at, 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 the yeah. at, at the 400 level of vibration, if you want to live at 450, life brings the opportunities to learn the lessons that allow you to stay at 450 right, right? and those just keep cycling around we all know that by our age it's like the yep. lessons don't the, the face has made change but the lesson's still there yep and it's not always easy it can yeah. be challenging and um mm -hmm. it you know and people it's not that it's not that there's anything wrong with people that struggle with it it's just that it it provides a stimulus for evolution Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I had um, I had somebody test it who has a lot of of um, issues in her life that she's working on, and then I tested it in my household, and that's what she got. And then I'm I'm on the opposite where I'm like, well, I'm not really seeing anything different, um, and I don't know why, but I will say something has happened to my house. So I'm going to show you a screenshot of. Um, my house plant. <laughs> so, wow. um, so this is, this is my, um, ice cream. I'm sorry. Um, ice cream, banana trees and they're mm. pups and they were half the size when I started the service. I've only been on the service for maybe like a little, almost two months now, maybe. Um, but wow. anyways, on average, and I'm not lying on average, 
and they would only get maybe four prongs, so four small leaves that would come out. Mm-hmm. And in the short, and I've had these for years, but in a short period <laughs> of time, in like less than two months, now they have eight or nine prongs or nine um, nana leaves. Wow. In a, a such change. a short period, that's a big change. And the weather in Seattle has not gone, it, it, we're not even in the summer weather yet. We're still kind of hovering between 50 to 60, 65 so far mm-hmm. in the last two months. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have this abundance um, tropical um, weather going on, um, but that's the only thing that's changed. So for mm-hmm. my household, myself and my family, n- we haven't noticed any changes in ourselves. So um, there's nothing negative coming up. There's no kind of um, illnesses coming up. I'm not having any kind of issues. So I'm not. So if it wasn't for the plants going crazy, I wouldn't think there's anything going on. I would shut off the service and be like, "Ah, uh, this is this is doing for me. Let's 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 turn it off." But it, I could. My husband uh, immediately was um, noticing it too. He's like, "These these things are crazy. What's going on?" Luckily, we have nine foot ceilings, so they can we can have a banana forest in our yard or in our house. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Maybe we'll the house will, will smell like an ice cream banana tree. But I'm really looking forward to getting to that problem. Um, <laughs> but um, so that's what I noticed. My house plants have gone crazy, although it has not done an effect on us. Mm-hmm. So I understand for my friend who tested it, that's what she got. Um, that result where she was having a lot of her personal issues come up. She was feeling kind of ill and all that kind of stuff. And um, I, I said the same thing. I said, well, in many research, oftentimes when you're healing or when you're raising consciousness, what will come up first are your problems. Mm-hmm. What will come up first are your, are your issues with life, your issues with yourself, the um, mm-hmm. some of the pains in your body, because in order to heal, it has to heal the negative on up, that, that kind of stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. sure it's something like that. And that's exactly what you're saying as well um, with with those type of reactions. Yeah. So we, our, our Buddhist friend, Lewis, the way he puts it is uh, it's an accelerator of karmic ripening and purification. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what he's noticed. So, you know, these things are coming up, whether it's in relationships or you know, just things we need to forgive ourselves about uh, yeah. and, move, and move forward, that those yeah. things were really noticeable in, in coming up for him. Yeah, yeah. In Buddhism, the concept of purification is not walk through a flame. Purification is really cleaning up your energy field. And what holds mm-hmm. down your energy field are those, um, your mama dramas, your past traumas, your unforgiven <laughs> this and that, um, your... Um, behavior unconscious behavior patterns that you continue to repeat in many different ways in your life they mm-hmm. chronically come up for you in so many different ways to teach you the same life lessons so you can learn from them grow from them mm-hmm. and create anew without those unconscious patterns that create the patterns mm-hmm. and the outcome that you don't want you say do you don't want to experience so that's what we that's our concept of purification it's purification of your field um mm-hmm. so i completely mm-hmm. understand that but now what about people like, because um, I understand some, some people, they're like, oh, everything's wonderful, everything's great. What about people who's already high, highly abundant and who's already, you know, um, not really having anything to come up, like myself and my family? So wh- wh- well, what, could, what do you say for that? Well, one of the things, I mean, if you're, 
looking at your plants. So there's, there's obviously more life force energy there. So if there's more there for the, for, for the plant, there's more there for you. And it means that you may not have to compensate for a low environment with your mm-hmm. own personal energy. So if you're at a higher level, you, it, that compensating for the environment uh, takes energy. It takes a lot of energy. Um, Is it e- that kind of like equi- equilibrium? It's kind of... Well, it's just like you, if you're, if you're here and, and the environment's here, you're having to bring the environment up or bring yourself down, one of the two, you know, mm-hmm. so, or yourself comes down. So it's to maintain your level, you, you're compensating for the environment. So this FLFE environment creates a high consciousness field that just supports you in your own personal energy, you know, you mm-hmm. just your day-to-day energy. Um, and, you know, some, so people that are having, so you had, you know, you've got these different groups of people you say mm-hmm. you know yeah so there's people that are maybe at a high level of consciousness and i think our friend lewis kind of fits into this he'd done a lot of personal work you know he'd done a lot of these kind of advanced buddhist practitioner and he saw an acceleration of his work um excel, or kind of like there was like a tipping point and the FLFE energy just really helped him move into a new level of his work so I think that's, that can happen. That's kind of, you know, the, the high end of like, all right, I've got this support here and, you know, the connection and the meditations mm-hmm. can increase. Um, people find the mind quieting for their meditations and they're able to connect uh, and do their practices more easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so just more highly abundant, just things flow much more easy, much more abundant, much more timeless. Are those the, the quali- of, qualities that people? Well, we're seeing the level of consciousness rising. Do you want mm. to t- talk about that, Clayton? Because that's that can have a real effect on people's quality of life and, yeah. and manifesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so your home started at a much higher level of conscious than the average home. Your home was in the top. Oh, oh yeah, my numbers. Yeah, on your home before. Oh, you yeah. did? Oh, okay. What was yeah. what, what was it? What was it already? I didn't know you had any of that. Well, we typically don't because it. You know, I was just testing it as you were talking, and oh, um, okay. But, but your home started at five hundred out of a thousand before the service <laughs> went on, which is in the top one percent. It's just it's very high, mm-hmm. and um, and so your home now is at about six hundred. So was that because of FLFLE? Yeah. yeah. Was it yeah, we're, not aware, we're not aware of any homes that are over. There's probably maybe four or five in homes on the planet that are over 550 without FLFE. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. But if you go to some of the cathedrals, some of the cathedrals in Europe are 700. Yeah. Some of these stupas and the sacred sites are, you know, they're very high. So for you, one of the things you may want to do, Vaughn, is have you tried the boost? I, I, I did try the boost. I, um, and, and I, when you, when somebody subscribed to it, because I, when I sub, subscribe to it, I tried the boost, but do you do it every single day or do you just do it once when you start the, the service? Well, if you're looking for discernment, you can try the boost to see if you notice a change. If you get really quiet and turn it up, then it will go even higher. And you can also turn the service way down to 400 and see if you notice it when it's gone, because sometimes you only notice it when it's gone or turn it off. So you can mm. just do those experiences and I'll get back and to test out the boost. Yeah. Test and if- test out the boost. But Clayton, if my home was already at 500 prior to starting the service and then I boosted, 
um they just go to six six hundred six fifty or yeah, I mean, what happened six hundred now over the previous week. I don't know for sure what it'll go to, but it would probably because the boost will take any environment to six hundred. Mm. Yours might go to six thirty, six forty. It's mm. just sometimes you're looking for that discernment when you already have been a in a high environment. It's a little more subtle, right? And my banana trees are going to go crazy. I'm going to well, love it. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. like a rainforest cafe in the living room. <laughs> well, we, we've had a lot, we've had quite a few people subscribe to the service because of what happens to their plants. Or what happens to their pets? It's like, oh my God, my pet is so calm or my children are so calm, but the parents don't notice it. So it's just some people have a different relationship with high consciousness fields, you know, but, mm. but the, the plants or the pets. So what might, what, like, for example, with you, if you're not noticing it, your family, the positive energy, as Jeff said, might show up for you as a long-term anti-aging influence because a higher consciousness field will tend to support the body to be more healthy and vital. So you'll age slower. Maybe some reverse aging will happen. It's, we don't make medical claims, but that's just a classic sign of a high consciousness person in a high consciousness field. They're happy, radiant, and youthful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have no silence. It's really hard for me to, to notice that because I don't have such a contrast, you know, yes. like if somebody had a contrast. Okay. So for people who are looking at FLFE as a sub subscription service for higher energy field, and they obviously have a contrast between, let's say there are 100 and then all of a sudden you pump in 650 LLC into, into their, their field or in their home because they have such a contrast of their experience they can notice the difference. But, but, mm -hmm. but for people who, um, who there isn't that much of a contrast, if it wasn't for like, let's say have the, the, the dog or um, actually I don't have a dog right now, but the neighbor's dog comes over and sits on our, our porch all the time by himself. So maybe- <laughs> is, that, he's, maybe is that recent? That is recent, that is recent. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just because, the ki because he's waiting for snacks from the kids. Um, because so, they like they like to feed him all of their snacks and and he would they would just feed him and then he'll roll over and um have a food coma and then leave and then come back again and, and i just say stop feeding the dog and i thought it was just because the the you know he's trying to get the kids to come out to play and then he'll eat the snacks um that i typically give them but yeah he's the the dog next door started coming over to hang out with us um, and so it's funny that you said that about the dog, but I, I definitely noticed on the houseplants that the houseplants have been going crazy. But other than that, if it wasn't for those benchmarks, I wouldn't notice absolutely nothing different. So just for those who, who are going, I, I subscribe to service. I'm not saying anything. I don't think anything's different. Get a houseplant, put it in your home when, when you subscribe to the service and then test and see, because then you'll have something outside of you that is also responding to the energy field. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So what effects does FLFE have if somebody lives at or near a magnetic portal point on earth? Are you familiar with that? Like you, cause you were saying earlier, like some stupas and then some cathedrals have high energy and those typically are built on top of a um, high magnetic portal point, just kind of like um, mm -hmm. electrical companies, water companies, they use dowsing rods um, to make sure that where they're going to set shop is at a very high magnetic field point on um, on earth. Have you guys ever um, looked to see what effects your service has on those areas? 
Well, the activation of the field, you know, so we, we measure every week that, that the properties are at, you know, at, at 560 or higher, 98% of the time or more, or mm -hmm. at the control level, you know, the consciousness control slider, um, which, you know, we, we have a control panel for the free trial and for the service where you can turn it on and off, you can change the level of consciousness and, and the boost we said. So, you know, we're testing that things are at that level. You know, we don't test how many are, you know, at 600 or 650 or, you know, at these higher levels. We would assume if it's an area that's already high, that it would be higher. Mm, you know, mm, the whole idea of the FLFE field is, is, you know, the optimal conditions for evolution. So we're, we're, there's a number of things happening in that field to support it to be kind of more pristine, to have less um, just negative influences on it. So some places on the earth are low consciousness because of where they are, yeah. um, because of either the movement of water or other, you know, electricity or other things, but particularly natural phenomenon like a river mm -hmm. can you know, a, a river moving towards a town and then turning to the right, for, for instance, that chi of the river continues into the, the town and it can carry away energy and make it lower consciousness. So, you know, there's different, different features of the earth that can cause low consciousness and high consciousness. And so we have, we, in order to maintain the 560 or higher, we had to compensate for some of those low those low things and we have special special instructions for that in the service right now why um clayton why why 560 why that number why not another number well in why hawkins work, yes yeah in hawkins work um unconditional love calibrates 540 to 600 600 is peace mm -hmm. and we've done a lot of experimenting with level of consciousness fields including kinesiology experimenting and research and there's a sweet spot and it's just about 560 and of course we have a consciousness slider you can you can slide it up to 570 if you want you can turn it down um, to a little bit lower if you find it in a tent so your friend who was having the healing crisis if she had yeah. turned the service down she might have found that this amount of stimulation would be inspiring instead of overwhelming yeah, right, so, so kind of like gradual, gradually yeah. go up for her. So if somebody is new to the service and they wanted to subscribe to it and they are, you know, 560 is going to be such a high jump of contrast of energy for them that because they're starting at much lower. Um, you're saying just bring it down to the lowest and then slowly ramp up instead of just, you know, going full throttle. And that's why we have a lot of customer service help because people can call in and they can get that kind of advice. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, why does the cell phone service go up to um, 590, whereas the home goes up to 560? What's the why, why the difference, 560 versus 590, from the cell phone to the home? Do you want to start with that, Clayton? Sure. Yeah. So the, um, the home the service, what it does is it clears the negative energetic history of the land. So let's say now, mm. if you have a feng shui person, have you ever have your head, have you had your house feng shui? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought so. 
Yeah, because 500, <laughs> you don't get there by, uh, by accident. So yeah, the average home that's feng shui will go up about 40 points, according to my research in North America. Feng shuiing is, is a great addition to any home with FLFE or not. I, I, we, we, I've had all the homes I've lived in except for one in the last like 15 years. We just rented for a year. We never had it feng shui. We always have them feng shui. It just yeah. makes the house feel better. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, so with the with the home service, it clears the negative energetic negative energetic history of the land. So, if there was an argument, if there's people who argued a lot in the house before you owned it, that that energy would be in the drywall, right? Because it's it's crystal, right? It's in the concrete. Okay, yeah, continue with that because I actually have an interesting house um, story about my home because before we moved into it, um, there was a family that had a lot of trauma in their family mm. and there was actually a gun shootout in the home. They had to completely overhaul the house because there was bullet wounds inside the house all over the place. They had, um, there was some kind of dr a drug activity with the police going on. Not to get too far, too far into it, <laughs> but when my husband and I bought the home, um, we started living in it and we um, smudged the whole house, all the rooms, and we were going, oh, this one has a lot of, oh, we were feeling all of the dense energy that we smudged it and did a little meditation, um, trying to clear mm. out the space and all, all the things that we typically do. Um, but as you, like anything else, as you live into in the home, we quickly realized that it, you know, when we bought it, it was like somebody put lipstick on a pig, you know, <laughs> the, the, you, you can kind of see everything look pretty good for the first, you know, walk around the second and walk around maybe, maybe the inspection. But when you finally start living it with it, you start seeing, Hmm, this one looks like a bullet wound that they covered up and this, one, you know, and so you're not you start noticing some of the cracks. And so we looked into it a little bit more and that was the backstory. So it, it had a, it had a lot of negative energy. Um, and also my, um, my daughter had, um, experiences with, um, lower frequency beings, which I had to clear through and send to the other side as well. So we had to do a little cleanup on it. So, I, um, so I, uh, that's why I was like, okay, so when you say that if a home has a low energy from the previous owners, how does one, how does one, how does that factor into if they subscribe to the service how is it going to help clean up the energy there's lots of ways to lift old negative energy one is just to really clean your house you know mm. i mean you've had you're a pretty conscious person so you did prayers meditation smudging you did feng shui right that's all positive energy which will slowly erode negativity but with flfe we have hundreds and hundreds of requests to divinity to clear, well, we spent months and months. It was actually the darkest time, I think, in the company, listing really? all, the, all the negative things that could happen in a home. Every negative thing you can imagine that someone could do to each other or someone could do to an animal or the, what they could do to a land, the land. We, we identified all those and made requests to divinity. That's the programming to release that energy from the land. And then at the end of all the programs, we have a, a Kind of a safety valve that says you know all this we ask that all this is done in the highest and best interest of all creation because we don't know what's in the highest and best interest of all creation at all times so 
So it's what FLFE will clear the negative energetic history of a pro of any land. That's good. That's good. So are you saying that like, according to your research, um, the negative trauma that was acted on a piece of land stays there even after the person's gone, the signature is still could. there. It could be there and for so tens the of, it could be there for tens of thousands of years. Uh, uh. It, it depends on what's on the land and how strong the trauma is. And people curse places. There was one place that we had where there was, mm. we, we found out there was native, uh, there was these natives who were fighting over a piece of land. Mm -hmm. And this one native, he cursed this area that only his people would have peace there. And we put the service on, it was a park and it, it the park was at 560, but we found this little micro negativity zone. I was walking through the park and I started having. Wait, what are you? What are you walking? Were you using dowsing rods when you find the negativity no, was, zone? I, I, There's this one bench that nobody ever sat at, and I was sitting on the bench, and it's like, what's going on? I don't feel right. And I walked away, and it's like, you know, because we do this for a living, right? And I came yeah, back yeah. and I tested the level of conscious. It was like 50 out of a thousand on this one corner of the bench. Huh. And it's like, and I and I so I walked around and I tested the area with kinesiology, and it was like a, a four foot bubble. And so our prayers or a request to divinity had to be more specific to clear that particular type of curse. So we've got hundreds of these that we've, you know, requested that be released, but you have to be very, very specific. So it was the request from that native person that only the people of his tribe would find peace on that land. And so where he sat, it was, you know, he could have been tortured there. He could have died there. It stayed in that one little area. There might've been a big rock underneath the ground. Right. Right. That held the energy. Um, and when we created that request to divinity and the programming, it just lifted. Mm. That's how we know what worked. We so went back and now it's 570 there. That's good. That's good. I wonder, you guys probably get a lot of like native uh, reservation requests for native lands. We do a lot of service work. You do a service. Yeah. Now, you know, um, when somebody is living within a, these energy fields that FLFE puts, you know, puts through, um, let's say they leave their home or they leave their cell phone. And so that object or location that the service sends energy to, do they still resonate at that field or is that only when they're there? It, it is an environment. So it's meant to be an environment that you're in. And what we see is that people rise in consciousness uh, about 25 points in 90 days on average. Mm -hmm. So when you rise in consciousness and you're stable at a higher level, um, you, you know, you're going to maintain that level of consciousness, but you are stepping out of the bubble, you could say out of the environment and into the world. And, you know, over the past year, there's been times when the, the LOC of the United States was a hundred. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we lessons. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the contrast was stark, you know, yeah. to go from the bubble to, to where people are fearful and, you know, really worried and, you know, the news is on and it's all bad news. Um, so, so that environment does not go with you unless you have the, the, the everywhere service, but the level of consciousness gains that you've made yourself personally are yours. Yeah. So what, they, what, what I, I, I've read um, scientific um, research in energy fields and uh, on, in different things. 
and um someone with a high level of consciousness their energy is it impacts their surroundings they mm-hmm. actually become a healing force they're walking around mm-hmm. little bubble of healing unconsciously and i and dr hawkins talked about this plenty in his research um in his lifetime that um, people of higher consciousness actually offset millions and hundreds of thousands of people in negativity and will raise their um their um, energy field will heal Mm -hmm. them um just by being alive and walking around or just being Mm -hmm. present um so you know what what are some things that people can learn from you know yes you can have the subscription service to get the energy field in your environment but let's say you you get that energy field and it starts stimulating consciousness work within yourself and you start doing the personal development and raising of your energy field. Um, what have you guys done any kind of research to help people raise their energy field within themselves outside of the environment, you know, so they can feel good all the time? Hmm. Well, that's the story that's the story of all of us, right? We're all trying to raise our consciousness. I, I believe one ah. way or the, one way or the other. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, I'm not saying there isn't evil on the planet, but my belief is that, this is my belief, I'll own this as a person, is that everybody is trying to connect with divinity. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it in a way that maybe isn't working for them. So the, the drug addict wants the high. It's a high state of consciousness that they, yeah. that they love and they, they, and they want to experience that they just well we just have to earn it and not just drink it or shoot it or inhale it or whatever we do uh, we don't focus a lot on how to raise consciousness we really focus on how to create a field there's lots mm. of good material out there on raising consciousness but we do have some like magnetizing processes where it helps you manifest more uh, powerfully in a high consciousness field and we do have some meditations and things that are kind of classic approaches to being more at peace. Mm-hmm. And we likely will do more of that in the future. We're just focused on adding more value to the service and increasing the quality of the environment and finding more of those micro negativity zones on properties and creating the, the, the prayer to release them so that people can have, you know, a better experience on, on in the home they live in and in the environment around them. Yeah, and it does, it does, you know, I've, um, I've noticed, I mean, maybe it's just spring or, or that's coming in, but I've noticed um, a lot of the plants in my neighbor's gardens are much more vibrant yeah. in color. Is that, 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 is that what a lot of other clients will have, have told you as well, is not only do the house plants go crazy, but the colors of the flowers are so much more vibrant. Mm-hmm. Is that a, a symptom of a higher energy field that they are growing in, that they make it more? It's kind of like when you raise your consciousness to higher dimensions, the colors are more um, psychedelic. Well, there's like, there's a vitality mm. in, in the plant. It's, it's kind of the same with, with us when we're feeling radiant, you know, there's, you've got more color in your face. So there's more, there's mm. just more life in the plant. And there's there, the expression of that can be in the pigments and, the chlorophyll and the leaves and things like that. Um, that did you want to go fun. back to the, the consciousness of the phone? Uh, oh, yes. Why that's different? I could answer that if you like. The, so the phone itself as an object is, is 590. Mm-hmm. So it's not the field around it, but the object itself. 
And the reason for that is when you, when you raise, we discovered if you raise the level of consciousness of the antenna of the phone, that it's broadcasting, uh, you know, a signal to, like you've got your Wi-Fi signals, your Bluetooth, your other things that if it's, if that itself is vibrating higher, that it harmonizes that signal and it becomes consciousness raising instead of potentially consciousness lowering or sort of degrading the environment. Right. And yeah, there's a lot of speculation that um, people think that cell phones are um, sending us negative energy, are um, affecting our our body negatively. Are you saying that cell phones already have a high energy field of 590? Uh, so in the FLFE service, they do. In the FLFE service. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but- and, and, and only the cell phone that's on well, actually, in the FLFE environment, once we discovered it was 580, wasn't it, Jeff? That the device that was. Yeah, I mean, some are going up now with the 5G. They're going up to 600. Oh, so, interesting. You know, like a 5G router will it will. We're asking it to go to the automatic level where it becomes positive. The emissions become positive. So, like, you know, if you've got a 5G phone, it might be at 600. Oh, okay. So a regular, so if somebody puts the service with a cell phone, it's going to go to about 580, 590. But if they have a 5G phone, it can go up to 600 or above. And all of the electronic devices in the home that emit a consciousness lowering influence. So if it's your fridge, your stove, the light bulbs, your routers, all of those get harmonized with FLFE. So we have the way that the programming works, all the electrical devices that have a consciousness lowering emanation will automatically go to 580 or higher so that they are now a positive influence on the home. Mm -hmm. And after we figured that out, maybe Jeff can tell a story about how we found out that some cell phone towers and other things were lowering the consciousness of the home. The average home- Tell us about that one too. Yeah, the average home went up four points. And four points on Hawkins map is four to the power of 10. So it's four times four times four. You know, it's a lot of more energy. It's right. exponential uh, logarithmic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you find, Jeff, about the cell phone towers? Well, we, as we said, we measure the level of consciousness every Saturday of all the properties on the service. And so mm-hmm. we're doing batch kinesiology testing, you know, because there's thousands and thousands. So we, a lot. you know, we'll, we, we make the statement that they're all at 560 or higher mm. or at the slider level or higher, you know, 98% of the time. And if we get a no, then we have to start looking through, okay, is it in the customer starting with the letter A, letter B, letter C? So we would calibrate until we find the property. <clears throat> and so this was, it's mm-hmm. been a couple of years now, mm. we were finding those. Uh, this was before we did the EMF mitigation, which is part of the service. So we would find one and we'd call them up or we'd look at Google Maps too to see if we could tell what was going on. And they would tell us, well, well there was a new cell tower across the street or a smart meter bank. That was one of the big ones. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the electric company came in, they put a smart meter bank and it's, you know, close to my bedroom. Um, mm. So what we saw was that the properties were, were now lower than we expected. 
so this influence of uh, the EMFs and, you know, part of what, you know, we're coming to some new ways of thinking about EMFs that they're really a stimulation that could be thought of as a stimulation for evolution. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's too much, you know, it's an overstimulation and it can be harmful perhaps. Um, So we being uh, consciousness, you know, researchers, we look at if it's consciousness lowering or not. And then we developed this addition to our technology that's on all the service and on the free trial that harmonizes those um, energies. And as Clayton said, now the properties go up as a result of that. Mm. That's good. Well, you guys found a way to make a positive out of 5G. (laughs) So that would really help alleviate a lot of anxiety that people have about that transition uh, with those cell phone towers. So um, Mm. now let me ask you this. How does it affect immunity? People, because people's nervous system is how our bodies process information. Are you talking about how... EMFs affect that, or how? Or how does the um, how does FLFE affect the immunity mm. of the people in the environment? Because if they're bringing higher energy fields into the location, and those higher energy fields allow for more process of information, because we're all energy, yeah, and that's all we are. So if you're going to raise the energy field, you're raising the ability to bring in more and more data and process more information. So the people being energy in mm-hmm. avatars um, in a simulated world are leveling up their energy field to calibrate with the location's energy field. So how is that going to affect the immunity in their body? Are you with me on this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have uh, very specific programs written for immunity. Mm. So just first of all, there's more life force energy like your plants. And if there's more energy, the body uses it do what it needs to do because the innate intelligence knows what to do. Um, but we added additional instructions for chi or prana, life force energy to go to the parts of the immune system that are lowest in functioning or lowest in energy as well. So, so those areas of the immune system become um, supported to rise in functioning and uh, the whole system works better. So it's kind of like this part's low. So you, you send the chi and prana there, it goes up. Well, then you have one that's a little bit lower over here. Then the energy goes there and then all kind of steps its way up. Are, um, you, are you guys um, specific to like specific organs in people or is it just kind of the body as a whole? Very specific. You are going because I know you were saying earlier you you always have to go more specific, more specific. So are you going raise the energy field of the lung and micro 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 specific? Is that a word? (laughs) (laughs) If it's a word, that's what we do. It's something like that. If it's not micro specific, it's granular. It's right down to the minutia. Yeah. But why? Why? um, Why? compartmentalize the body in terms of raising energy in different aspects of the body. Why not just see the body as a whole and just affect the whole? Well, we start with the whole and that's the environment. Well, because the body takes in the intelligence and the innate intelligence of the body is way smarter than us. So Mm -hmm. it will automatically do what it needs to do. And we found just like in releasing that prayer or that curse on that land, Vaughn, the more specific the request to divinity, 
the more the body can utilize the energy. It's like if you're praying for a, a, your friend and they're not feeling well, it's like, well, do they have a sore throat or do they have a, you know, they twist their ankle? It's like you pray for the throat if the throat is sore, right? And you pray for the ankle if the ankle is twisted. And the more specific your prayers are typically, the more benefit the person will experience. Right. Yeah. Well, this, this comes into another question because um, I tried to give FLFE to a family member who is very narcissistic and very, um, you know, kind of into her um, into her own dramas. And she said that I really don't want it because that's how I identify. I identify with that trauma. I don't want to lose it. So what about people who don't want? to let go and transcend certain traumas because they identify with it. Hmm. It's, it's actually providing them some kind of substance. Well, it's, it's our personal journey that we're on. I mean, it's part of, it's part of, part of our free will and choices along the way. How do we want to, to, uh, Hey, there she is. Hey guys. Everybody say hi to the kids. They they bombed my podcast. And then <laughs> they would come get them. Nice to see you guys. See what are their names? Uh, this this one's Richard. And the the this is Sammy. Sammy, say hi. Okay, hey, bye-bye. Close the door. Hi, Sammy. <laughs> She's a dancer. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is. So um Anyways, I, I told you earlier, that's why I can never do any kind of live um, broadcast or any kind of live um, episodes because sometimes they come in and, you know, my husband does a pretty good job um, watching him so I can, you know, record the, the sessions, but sometimes they do come in and sometimes I turn off uh, the, being the host and become a mom. <laughs> yes, instant, instant turn. It's an instant thing. Well, let me ask you this. So, you know, when I was looking at the website, you know, have your, has your company ever tested in a level of consciousness higher than 650 in any one of your clients? We haven't found any homes that haven't, in fact, I haven't found a home higher than 550 that hasn't been on FLFE. Oh, okay. Anywhere. Now there's cathedrals and certain sacred sites people have been going to for thousands of years, pilgrimage sites. What are the highest um, megalithic uh, structures or pilgrimage sites, sacred sites that you guys have found? Cathedral Those, in Europe. Cathedrals. The St. Charts. St. Charts. Who got it? I can see them some, in my mind. Some of the Buddha relics and, yes, um, you know, and, and some of the St. Relics as well. What about in the United States? Is there any specific location that has the highest resonance that you guys have found? Hmm. We haven't done a lot of, I mean, Clayton may have done more than, than I have, but we've mm. been so busy working on the service and, and working with customers really haven't gone out, uh, done a lot of research out, out there. Mm. Um, I mean, there are some cathedrals in the U S and um, of course it's places of worship, you know, we're, mm -hmm. that are positive with a positive message of love and acceptance and forgiveness. Right. Um, we'll, you know, they'll tend to be high. They tend to be high, but see that the, the um, the church, uh, the church, the uh, Chartreuse Church, that mm -hmm. is actually built um, based off sacred ge geometric proportions, mm -hmm. and that's why it's already high, and it's built on top of a porta point that right. of the high magnetics of Earth, just like Stonehenge. So mm -hmm. it has a lot going for it's already high magnetics, and it's filled mm -hmm. um, in that, and a lot of um, 
a lot of megalithic structures or even like pyramids and, and sacred sites are built on these porta points on earth where these high magnetics mm. are already there and if they build it with um, sacred geometry proportions in it it amplifies that um mm. is that what mm. you guys have found in your research so that's what i found in my research for another book project that i was working on mm. yeah absolutely and when you have uh, like the Chartres Cathedral and these other cathedrals, I just can't think of the name of them. There's one, God, I did, I found the highest man-made structure and I can see the picture of it. A gentleman named Freddie De Silva talked about it on a Gaia interview, Jeff mm. and Vaughn. Uh, I, I don't know. Where is it located at? I don't know if it's in Portugal, but that's what's coming to mind. I can mm. see it, but I can't remember. Mm. It was like one or two points higher than the other cathedrals, but each one of the cathedrals and each one of the sacred sites, they have their own particular vibration. Some are mm -hmm. for connecting with saints, some are for healing the body. So, mm. you know, they have like their own vibrational kind of specialty, if you want to call that. They have a general high field, mm -hmm. and then they have their specialty, what they're known for. People are known for coming here and having this happen, or the 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 gods, as they call them, or the saints or the people that have passed over. Uh, in that particular tradition will work with somebody to have an insight or a healing around a particular subject. Right. And, and some of the older, I mean, North American culture is very old as well. It's just that it's not the same type of tradition. The natives would go to a certain place mm -hmm. to pray on that land. And, yeah. Um, so it was a similar principle. It's just not, they had, they found the places on the land, whereas in other societies, they would build a structure. To, to honor that. It's just a different relationship. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Have you guys ever, um, have you asked how many people in the world currently exist at like a 600, 700, 800 or more level of consciousness? Oh yeah, we do that all the time. Yeah, well, so, how, so what's the number right now? Like right now in, in the world, I mean, Dr. Hawkins, when he was alive, he was saying it was something around like 30, 35 people um, at, maybe 600 or above frequency. What is it now? Well, first of all, the world's dropped a lot since 2018 when it was the highest it's been in history. So in the month of 20, uh, you know, October, November, December, 2018, the world was at about 242. That's the mm -hmm. highest we've been. In April of 2019, it was the lowest the planet's been for a long time. It was down at 100. And that's really why yeah, what 2020 I think. 20 yeah. sorry 2020, 2020? Jeff, yes mm -hmm. yeah so the pandemic yeah. really affected people's energy field huh uh, yeah so um so have you guys calibrated how many high frequency people are in the world right now yeah so when you're testing people it's really important to test them over a period of time hmm. so if you're a good kinesiologist and you measure the number of people that are on the planet at 600 you're you're inquiry is defaulting to the instant you'd make the inquiry mm -hmm. and it's not that hard to go into a state of a high state you can just meditate you can do a practice and you can be at 600 for five minutes mm -hmm. so when we test people when we test this kind of genre of exploration we calibrate the percentage of time that or the number of people who've spent who've been at 600 or higher on average, over the previous week, 98% of the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That yeah. means they're living at that level. They own it. If yeah, you're there 90% of the time, you own it. Right? right. Whereas when people are testing, even in Hawkins, he didn't share the inquiry that he was making. Mm -hmm. 
right now Hawkins is an extraordinary tester an extraordinary man so I'm not making him wrong mm-hmm. I'm not saying our testing is better I'm just saying that he didn't share the specific inquiry right so depending on the inquiry it can really change your data and we don't want to be really hard markers but when we're talking about living at a certain level it's are you living there or are you visiting there right and there's a difference like you're saying like if somebody is just meditating for a certain period of time and that's when you're making that inquiry um to consciousness how many you're at right now in the world at 600 plus frequency you're going to get exactly that all the people who are in that in that state with their meditation or whatever they're doing but the real question that we really that i'm really asking is how many people at that level consistently or that's their energy level like that's their normal harmonics so have you guys figured there's, out there's what over, that over, number is? Over six, there's about six people on the planet that have lived over 600 over the 98% of the time over the last two weeks. Six people. <laughs> They're holding a lot. That's a well, lot they are, on their shoulders. One person at 600 counterbalances for 10 million people below 200. One person at 500 counterbalances for 700 to 50,000 people below 200. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it used to be that there was 78% of the people below 200, say in when Hawkins wrote Power versus Force. Mm-hmm. And then the world kept going up. So it went down to like 65% or yeah, 65% of people were yeah. below 200. And then during COVID, it's kind of gone the other way. And it's like right now it's about 80% of people are below 200. Yeah. So we're going back to the Hawkins number of 80-20. Um, you know, I did I, I did the, the math of the the... United States, based on the people who live in the United States and divided by um, what is needed, just at 500. And I think it was uh, like something around four, my math's not right accurate right now, but I think it's like something around 480 or so, somewhere around there, of people over 500 in the United States to offset the United States. I'm going to make a guess we're very far from that number. <laughs> Yeah, you could do the math and you could say this many people in the United States at this level of consciousness would raise the level of consciousness of the country to this level. You can do the math on that. Yeah. It's page 282 in the back of the first edition of Power Versus Force, where the consciousness compensation chart is, which we're talking mm-hmm. about 500 and someone over 500 counterbalances for 750,000 people below 200. Mm-hmm. And there's the, there's a kind of a mathematical equation there of the microwatts of electricity associated with each level of consciousness and you can if you're good at math you can reverse engineer that yeah yeah um look at your memory (laughs) (laughs) you got some picture memory there um you know so since according to dr hawkins it requires a lot of pain to be at a thousand level of consciousness so i'm going to wait until my i become spirit again to power up to infinity because i am a baby when it comes to pain however I am familiar with all of Dr. Hawkins' videos and lectures, and I do recall him saying that the human nervous system, which is the, the, the biological system that our bodies process information, is being upgraded to hold more energy within the body without much pain. Um, have you guys gotten any information about um, kind of the evolution of the human nervous system in your work? Well, I, I could start with the, the supplement side of things. And, I'm, you know, I know Clayton's done some research on you know, nervous systems, able to hold the, the energy 
So what we recommend is you supplement to support your nervous system to grow, to, to grow its capacity to carry more energy. And because we're activating a field that supports us to rise, supports us to evolve, and we're seeing, you know, about 25 points in 90 days on average. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a combination of magnesium and essential fatty acids like fish oils, Mm. you know, or, or, or a non, non, there's non fish oils as well. Um, And there's a certain proportion there and it's on our website uh, in, in the tools section. And um, it's very, what we discovered later, we did our own kinesiology testing to come up with the ratio and what we discovered later is that that Olympic bodybuilders were taking the same ratio in, in order to support their nervous system to carry more energy to do the heavy, you know, the heavy lifts. Uh-huh. Uh, that often it wasn't the muscle necessarily, but the nerves that were not carrying the energy, you know, that were the limiting factor for weightlifters. So, mm. so they were using kind of the same formula, which was a ratio of magnesium and essential fatty acids taken together to grow our nervous system's capacity. Okay. So take your vitamins, everybody. <laughs> it does. It actually does help. Um, so now, you know, the, the thing that I always found fascinating about um, Hawkins work when it comes to energy fields and our levels of consciousness is that in his latter years, um, he actually coined that, there's a branch of humanity that he calls homo spiritus, okay? And I found that very fascinating, that aspect of the lecture where he talked about homo spiritus. And um, he was very fascinated uh, when he was calibrating the homo spiritus, which is an offshoot of humanity, according to his work, an offshoot of, of humanity that is highly spiritual and that um, is living with a higher nervous system that can that can hold in more energy within the body without as much pain as older versions of humans used to be. Oh, well, have you guys, um, are you guys getting into this field of questioning in your research too? Is like where humanity is, is it, are we going to be homo spiritus? I mean, it's very fascinating. I found it very vast fascinating. And the other thing that was fascinating about the latter parts of Hawkins questioning is that, he found in his questioning of yes, no with divinity that some people do experience multiple realities. And so he was very intrigued by that, um, but he didn't go that far into it um, before he passed away. So have you guys ever explored those types of questions with your calibrations? Well, with Homo Spiritus, I have, I'm not familiar with that. I'm familiar with the term, but I'm not familiar with his research in particular. And since 1986, when the world went over 200, so the world went over 200 in about 1986, it went up to 27, and then we've been slowly kind of going up in, in 2019, uh, 2018, 2019, the world was at 242, as we mentioned, it went down temporarily to as low as 100 in April of 2020, got my years mm-hmm. right this time, Jeff. Um, now we're at 229, so we're coming up again. So oh, it, it, it's a moving, it's a moving feast. It's like, yes, yeah, consciousness adjusts to the state of the, the people, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, but when the point about the nervous system is that when the world went over 200, people that were born in the world that was over 200 were born with a better nervous system. 
So being born into a higher consciousness field, if you want to refer to it that way, increases the capacity of the person being born into that environment. Okay, now I have to ask this question now, now that you're talking about the, um, the children that are born in a higher consciousness field. Um, we're obviously going through the pandemic right now. Is, is there some kind of correlation with the higher consciousness field and the children not being so easily susceptible to the coronavirus? Because they have a low risk factor as compared to other demographics. I just, well, I just assumed it was because they're more youthful, they're more vital, their immune systems are stronger. You know, they don't have the accumulated years of questionable habits that some of us adults pick up, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my assumption. Anyone mm-hmm. say anything about that, Jeff? We haven't done any correlations with, um, you know, the state of their nervous system and in that, but it's, it's an interesting concept. Interesting I mean, I mean, yeah, because Hawkins said it as well that the higher the energy field, the people that um, are in the energy field are going to benefit from a mm-hmm. more robust nervous system, more robust um, mm-hmm. in the body. And then you guys are saying the same exact thing. So it ha- the data hasn't changed that when you are born into a consciousness field that is much higher, you're going to benefit from a higher energy field of a more robust body. So, mm-hmm. um, so that hasn't changed in this line of work at all. Uh, it would be interesting to see that the children that are born in these time frames, if you would look at... Um, the mortality rate or just kind of the illness rate or whatever kind of factors you look into health mm-hmm. based off certain demographics, if there is a correlation between this time frame in history as in terms of level of consciousness and the generation that is born in this time, if there's mm-hmm. a correlation to how healthy they are mm-hmm. as compared to other generations before these levels. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of factors. I mean, there's a lot of environmental factors happening as well, you know, with pollutants and plastics and mm-hmm. EMFs and other things that can also affect that. But they, yeah, that is interesting. And we yeah. haven't, we haven't um, done any testing yet about children born in an FLFE field. So I don't know how many. We've Ooh, had, that that be might be the next <laughs> level. Yeah. Cause let's talk about some of your up and coming work that you guys are doing because um, yeah, if you guys have data over a long period of time of children being born in an FLFE field and a long history of it, you may have something there. Now, what are you guys working on now? I know we started the podcast. You were saying, Jeff, that um, some of your researchers are looking at Buddhist relics to see what the energy field is emitting. Uh, What are you guys finding in your research that you're doing right now? Well, I just mentioned that because I thought, thought it was interesting, but no, the research we're doing now, we've got three different research projects. We just finished an Emoto uh, water crystal experiment with the, the Emoto lab in Japan. Um, we have a, a double blind EMF sensitives study. These are people that are extremely sensitive to electromagnetic you know, fields. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a double blind test with FLFE with the University of Pennsylvania researcher. So that's coming soon. Um, we have a farm, very large farm project, which will I'm be excited looking, about that one. Yeah, looking at plant growth in a large, large scale commercial setting. 
Yeah. So that's that that will happen over this summer. Yeah. Um, and then we we're working on a uh, a customer planned experiment where they would have uh, a grow kit that they would have in their environment and one they would give to a neighbor that doesn't have FLFE and then uh, enter that data on a large scale with lots of, lots of different uh, controlled experiments. Um, we have s- some surveys that we're preparing to really get at like what are people noticing in the, mm-hmm. in, in the environment. So we're data mining, one of the experiments is data mining the testimonial, the kind of the spontaneous emails and testimonials that we get for like, what are the common themes that keep showing up over and over? Well, um, like I said earlier, like I said earlier, the house plants or even like your gardens, so take a before and hmm. after picture. Yep. Um, because it's really hard to measure people per se, because there's um, bias, there's opinion, there's, you know, a lot of, I don't, a lot of questioning. But you can't question the growth of um, an actual object like a, a plant. So um, I've, in a small scale, I've noticed, like I said, my my ice cream banana trees have grown double in less than two months, mm-hmm. and they've been pups for a long time. <laughs> and my neighbor's flowers are much more vibrant. I think I'm um, I'm on drugs or something, and I'm not. Sometimes I'm like, man, the sun is really bright today. I'm thinking there's something going on with the sun because the colors are so much more vibrant. Everything is so much more pink. I love it. Um, but, um, you know, as people, I have a lot of farms. I live around a lot of farms, and I'm sure and I have a lot of farmer clients. And so I always recommend, hey, try this, this service because if – your clients are in their own little gardens in their home are trying the service and they have noticed from year to year with the service and without the service that they have more abundant crops. The crops mm-hmm. are bigger. The flowers mm-hmm. are more vibrant and they're mm-hmm. uh, more luscious than the previous mm-hmm. year. Then you have a correlation between non-FLFE crops and ones with it. Mm-hmm. And if you have that consistently with much of your clients and they can show before and after, it's almost like a natural miracle grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we're looking to do is, you know, it's controlled experiment as possible. So in this big farm experiment, there'll be parts of the field that are FLFE enhanced and parts that aren't. And the farmer doesn't know which is which. Um, and their combine data, their, their tractors uh, as they harvest, so these are these are organically grown ancient grains. Mm. So as they harvest, there they can tell acre by acre what's the harvest weight, and it's you know it's it's uh, uh, calibrated for for the moisture content and things like that. So the whole field will be done, and there'll be an acre by acre yield, and we'll and we'll know which which were the enhanced and which weren't, and so the experiment right. will be blind in that way um are you still waiting controlled. on that data is that data well, the still planting, on the, work? the planting starts next month and then oh, okay the so it hasn't already done yet okay the summer that, that um, would be fascinating because we love to feed more people with less effort yeah and then the controlled experiment that we're doing for customers would be a grow kit with a light that you would put in a closet mm. um and one would go flfe one would go not and so the you know, identical amount of water, identical amount of light, everything else is the same. Mm. Um, where in a home environment, you know, it's, well, maybe it was a sunny month or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a window versus a north window. So 
we're trying to get those factors out of the way to have sort of extraordinarily, you know, clear results. And um, we're working with some some top scientists um, on on this. Well, that's exciting research that you guys are working on there. Clayton, did you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, we have horticulturalists and botanists and uh, people of that caliber who send us pictures all the time about their gardens and their flowers. We've had one of them said, I'm thinking of starting a nursery and just putting FLFE on it because I think I have an edge over all the people in the area because things grow so much better. I mean, we have lots and lots of that. We have yeah. one. My favorite picture is this. Uh, this um, it's a subdivision in Calgary and they built all these homes and everybody got the same tree, right? In the back <laughs> corner of their lot. You know how that looks, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so there's this fence there and you had this one tree and then one tree and then one tree. And then you had this tree and it's so vibrant and big and, and beautiful. And it's on the FLFE property. And all there the other trees go. are like this. You know, they're kind of, they're, no, they're okay. But this one is like twice as big and it's been three years, right? But it's twice as big now. And so we have lots of what we call anecdotal evidence. But we're really yeah. looking for something where like this farm is 4,500 acres of organic. We're going to have seed germination rate. Like we've right. done some studies on our own. We, have, we had a 24% increase in germination. We had a 30% increase in the size of the plants in 30 days. Well, That's let me ask you something. What about ge- a modified um, seeds, genetically modified seeds and food? Did they purify them? of the modifications in this haven't, field? Haven't done, haven't done any research. I haven't that. done any of that. Try uh, some of that. that that'll be interesting. <laughs> um, X factor to kind of put people at ease. Yeah. Um, so I, they have the PL fair here in Seattle and I, my favorite is to go and see who got the biggest pumpkins. Oh, the pumpkins. <laughs> oh, man. The pumpkin yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use these enormous ones. So you farmers out there who's trying to find an edge on, on each other so you can have the biggest pumpkin for the, the, the fair um, <laughs> next year, get this service on your property and, and make sure you have a big enough haul to be able to haul that thing to the fair. <laughs> so it's going to be so much fun. Well, let me ask you too. Do you guys have a last message that you want um, to leave people who are, you know, trying to create a fifth dimensional and higher world with source, um, whether it be energy healing centers, organic farms, energy practices, or just, you know, anything at all. So what, what last message do you want for these high vibe people who are trying to build that high vibe world that we want to and are living in? Well, I could start. Well, you could, uh, you could experiment. You could join us in experimenting with high consciousness fields and the free trial, there's no credit card. It's just a gift to you. It's two weeks. So you could just try it. And we have a control panel. You can turn it on and off. You can turn it up, turn it down, do the boost. So, you know, join us in, in experimenting um, with your evolution, stimulating your evolution. And um, we'd love to hear from you. For me, um... We want people to entrust to trust themselves. We want you to be more free as a result of doing of interacting with us. And if you try this service and it doesn't work for you, if you don't happen to notice your plants or your pets changing, or your friends coming over and hanging out and eating more of your groceries, or your neighborhood's dogs and cats coming over, we're we're, we're happier that you trust yourself and you've been willing to try the service. Then you just buying the service because you 
because you think you should. I mean, some people do that. They just assume it's going to be good and that's okay. But it's more important for us to help you, to support you to evolve. And if it means trusting yourself and not being a customer, then, you know, we're okay. The business is okay. We're okay. We want you to evolve. And if trusting yourself is your process of evolving, then trust yourself. Wonderful message, messages, you guys. And, you know, just so you know, one more thing about that thing about the animals coming to the house. Um, we, I have a blackberry forest next to one side of my property, and we typically have rabbits grow there. I think this spring, I think the last two months, I've had more rabbits popping out of the ground than before. And there's more people stopping in front of the house to look at all the little baby rabbits come out. It's, it's almost like a celebrity house. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey, and it's attracting, um, it's attracting one particular um, coyote that comes over for food. So now we have to get a bigger fence. So we have a whole new set of problems with all this abundance. So, <laughs> so um, Jeffrey and Clayton, thank you for creating FL. FE for all people all over the world to use and subscribe to. I love presenting various ways within and outside of Buddhism for people to make a connection to the subtle energy of the universe within each and every one of us and outside of each of us. So FLFE makes it even easier by sending these higher energy fields to subscribers with their technology. And we all have um all we have to do is match it in our human aura fields. So for more information for FLFE's offerings, please visit their company website, which is flfe.net. And thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, blessings. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.